Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. We float high above the sleepy town of Secumber as it sits quietly along the banks of the Delambia River, sparkling in the moonlight. In the center of town stands the infamous Sticky Pickle, its sign creaking in a gentle breeze. On the second floor, a window glows with an eerie purple light. We look in through the window and see a disheveled room. On the floor lay the motionless bodies of two assassins, clad in black and covered in blood. Suddenly, the door bursts open, and entering the room is our beleaguered party, carrying another bloody assassin. Let's listen in and see what our hunted heroes do next. So while you guys were sleeping in your room at the Sticky Pickle, three ninja-clad assassins tried to kill you. And you barely survived, but you ended up uh, knocking out the third assassin after a rooftop chase outside the Sticky Pickle. And so you guys uh, then uh, carry this unconscious ninja back to your room and plop him down next to his dead comrades uh, so you guys can interrogate him. Who sent you, ass asshole? Well, he's still unconscious. Wake up! (laughs) I was going to investigate him first. What has he got on him? Okay, so you search their bodies, and you find uh, 200 gold hidden in each of their belts. Mm. Oh, nice. And on one of the assassins, you find a vial uh, filled with a foamy, dark green liquid. It's the poison they used on their blades that almost did us in. And you also discover that all three of these guys have the same tattoo on their left forearm that looks like a um, winged snake. Uh, It looks like this. Huh. And you also find a scroll on one of these ninjas. And when you unfurl it, you see a drawing of Elric, Cullen, Jake, and Esmir. And under the drawing, it says, Reward. 1,000 gold per head. And the scroll is stamped with the, uh, with the same winged snake that's tattooed on their arms. Mm. Or on someone's hit list, literally. Uh, can I roll um, my history to see what that dragon thing is? Yes, everyone can roll a history check if they'd like. I like a history check too, I never make those. I got a one plus a seven is an eight. I have an eight as well. Yeah, you guys don't recognize that symbol. Hey, Jake, have what? you seen a tattoo like this before in one of your books? Hmm, let's look. Let me see. Look what close. I, I grab his head, I push it closer. Look at it close up. <laughs> is, is this religion? It's history. His, oh, history. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fantastic at history. Look at all my books. Come on. I rolled a three. Oh, no. I don't seem to recall this winged black creature. I don't Jack. know what that is. Jack, <laughs> what's going on here? All of us are drawing blanks. And so Jack takes a look and he's like, oh, 
That's the symbol of the Black Network. Uh, it's an organized crime syndicate. They call themselves the Zentarum. That sounds vaguely familiar. That's a stupid name. Looks like someone wants you dead and is willing to pay a high price to hire Zent assassins. Mm. The Zentarum. That sounds like a one-a-day vitamin. <laughs> Ask your doctor. So they're, they're a group of assassins, right? No, it's like the Mafia. Well, the Mafia, they contract out assassinations. So clearly, we've upset the Mafia's plans. So, Jack, what else do you know about these guys? Well, they're the biggest criminal network on Faerun. They've got cells in all the major cities, and they're involved in, you know, every illegal enterprise you can think of. Prostitution, drugs, extortion. Racketeering. Racketeering, thievery, <laughs> and assassination. Their assassins are known to be the best. If you want the job done and you've got the coin, these are the guys to hire. And this is what they sent. <laughs> Hardly any challenge at all, I'll say, for a guy who almost died twice. Do they have any hillbilly any hillbilly connections? <laughs> mm, well, those guys were thieves. They were road bandits. Maybe they were members. They didn't have no tattoos, though. Did they uh, know anybody named Clementine? <laughs> How about a little puppy dog named Blueberry? <laughs> so is this guy dressed like an assassin does he have any jewelry on does he have any trinkets no they don't have any accessories they're all dressed for stealth does he have like a little hat on a ninja hat <laughs> a ninja hat uh, yeah they're all wearing hoods that you know cover their face so only their eyes show yeah i'm gonna take their i'm gonna take all three of their hoods okay three ninja Hoods. <laughs> I'm putting these in my backpack. I'm gonna put one on while while when we wake the guy up. I'm gonna put one on. Look at me, guys. I'm a ninja. Check it out. And I'm making like karate chop. I'm a ninja. <laughs> wake this guy up. And I slap the guy in the face. Wake up. <laughs> all right. So you uh, you slap him awake, and he's all groggy, right? And he looks around. Uh, dazed and confused, and he's like, what What happened? Where am I? Who sent you? <laughs> who paid Who paid for your services? Speak. And I'm going to put a dagger to his throat. <laughs> Going bad constable right out of the gate. Yes. All right, so he, uh, he quickly realizes what's going on. Roll an intimidation check. <laughs> okay, uh, this time I'm going to give myself guidance because I'm at a negative one. And don't forget, don't forget to riffle the cloak. That's really, that's scary. A five plus a two is a six. What? Oh, minus one. <laughs> he tries to hold back a giggle. Are you giggling at me, will you? <laughs> you insolent asshole. I will do bad things to you. <laughs> so Esmir's going to push Jake away. Uh -huh. like, Step aside. And she's going to grab him by the shirt. Do you like my hood? Do you like my hood? Uh... <laughs> Who paid you to kill us, Buster? And she's gonna slap him in the face and she's gonna roll her intimidation. <laughs> I want names! It's my new skill. 20. Oh, 16 man. plus 4. Nice. The four foot tall gnome with the 
with a ninja mask on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I am intimidating. That was, you're like, I am vengeance. You will answer me. He sees her with his own mask on. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk, bitch. <laughs> He's like, okay, 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 I'll, I'll talk. The Zentara put the hit on you. And they're the ones who'd pay us if we offed you. Mm. Oh, big deal. We knew that already. <laughs> Who's paying them? We want names. Yeah. So I slap them in the face. I'm going to paint your fingernails with your own blood if you don't start talking. <laughs> Is that intimidating? Oh, <laughs> uh, my boss hired me. Your boss hired you. Your boss. Oh, that's not vague. That's not vague. <laughs> so he's in the Zentarum, which means you know things <laughs> as to why they are trying to take us out. Why are the Zentarum trying to take us out? Well, maybe you pissed them off, or maybe someone's paying the Zentarum to take you out. Yeah, and that's what we want to know. Listen, I, I can see that you're new to this, but I'm the assassin. I don't deal with clientele or who, or, you know, or put out the hits. I'm just the one who stabs where they tell me to stab. Do you want me to make you into a balloon? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> hey, listen, buddy. Listen, buddy. You might think that, you know, you, does this involve a, a tube up my bum? You don't know, do you? It could be. Listen. It doesn't matter what you stick up my bum. Oh. I don't know why my boss put a hit out on you. They don't pay me to make contracts. They just pay me to fulfill them. Who's your, what's your boss's name? Don't tell me you don't know. <coughs> Phil. Tim. I've told you all I know. I'm done talking. Mm. Mm. Oh, wait. Hey, Jake. Hold on a second. Jake, Jake, Jake. What? Jake, and I'm going to whisper in his ear. Hey. Don't you got that thing where you can like read somebody's surface thoughts? Well, first I'd have to use my channel. Don't divinity. say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to cast. I'll ask him who his boss is, and then yes. use that spell. Yeah. I'm going to cast channel divinity, and and uh, we shall see shall. Okay. Okay. So I am going to cast channel divinity and read yours. Thoughts. So you're telling him this? <laughs> no. 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 I'm not. Hell no. He fails. Sweet. Ooh. He fails. What do I see? What do I know? Okay, so his thoughts are um uh, his thoughts are very frantic and he's thinking about the job. He's thinking stuff like, um, I can't believe we fucked this up. I knew we shouldn't have gone through the window. I told them we should have poisoned their pickles. <laughs> but no, they wanted to do the sleeping kill. I said, but it's those guys. But nobody <laughs> listens to me. Man, I wish I could say I told you so. Who's your boss? I yell that out. Yeah. So when she yells, who's your boss? What is the following surface thought? Does he ever break and let us know? Yeah, when Esmir yells that out, um, he thinks, oh shit, Tythos. Even if I live through this, he's gonna kill me. Tythos, hey? Tythos. Tythos. Of course, we don't know this. Only Brian knows this right now. So Only I Jake. yell out, Tythos is his boss. And his eyes widen. Hey, wait a minute. 
Are you reading my thoughts? Nope. <laughs> Never think I'm doing something like that. Just a lucky guess. <laughs> I mean, there's like eight Tythoses in this town alone. Where is Tythos? Where can we find this son of a bitch? Where is Tythos? And when you yell at him like that, a dark old castle pops into his head. Ooh. Maybe that's what's in the grayed out part of the map. <laughs> that's what I was just wondering. To be honest with you, it's in the it's in the forlorn hills. Yes. in the gray. Um, so do you keep that to yourself, or do you uh, say something? Yeah, I yell out, "Darkhold Castle." That's where the HQ is. You'll see. <laughs> and when you say that, uh, Jack says, "Ah, yes, of course, Darkhold Castle. Uh, that's the stronghold of the Zentarum." It's located in the Sunset Mountains. Hmm. You guys are making all this stuff up. How many Tende is it there? Sunset. <laughs> oh, it's far to the southeast of here. Would take you at least, I don't know, a month on horseback. Hmm. It's just interesting who would want us, who would put a hit on us. Yes. If someone went to the trouble of drawing our pictures on a piece of parchment for them, so they would recognize us. Yes, so there's more of those in circulation, you could imagine. Mm. And it sounds like Jack knows where this mountain fortress is in the Sunset Mountains, Darkhold Castle. So I don't think that we need more information from this guy, do you? Mm. And as you guys are discussing this, you see that the folks from the Sticky Pickle have uh, gathered outside your room, right? And they're talking and whispering about what's happened. And then Lord Craig, along with several uh, Secumbra guards, enter the room. And uh, Lord Craig looks around at the bloody mess, and he's like, what in the nine hells happened in here? It's a bit of a ruckus, but you know, not one a bard caused. Well, not directly. Well, these assassins came and tried to kill us while we were sleeping in your beautiful establishment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time it's ever been called that. <laughs> Uh, and he looks over that bounty scroll and he says, the Zentarum, huh? Well, that's quite a high bounty on your heads. So it's a Lord Jake. Lord, Lord Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Lord Craig. I'm losing my mind. I'm going to drop my channel divinity. You see, I'm reading his thoughts right now. And I'm going to suggest <laughs> that he go and clean up your fine establishment until it is no longer sticky, you see. And, and Mr. Assassin, you can start by cleaning up the bedroom with the blood splatters everywhere. <laughs> and it lasts eight hours. Yes, and it's a concentration spell, so you're going to have to concentrate for eight hours. <laughs> Oh my God! I knew there was a we're gonna catch. Be, we're going to be long gone by then. <laughs> okay, let's just kill him. Let's just. I'll tell kill you him. what. Maybe I won't make you clean the sticky pickle. Maybe I'll just have you go and kiss Whiskers and apologize for hurting him. <laughs> Whiskers, come here! <laughs> so that's what he's going to do. It's whiskers, Whiskers puckers up. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. He's going to kiss Whiskers. And he's going to apologize for trying to hurt him. <laughs> and the assassin uh, makes a disgusted face and he whispers, I'm sorry. And then he kisses Whiskers. And then I, Esmir slaps him on the back of the head and says, do it with feeling, jerk. <laughs> do it with feeling. <laughs> 
I'm God. truly sorry, Whiskers. And she slaps him on the back of the head. Sir Whiskers to you, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly sorry, Sir Whiskers. <laughs> Thank you. How was that, Lord Craig? <laughs> and Lord Craig, uh, he's got like a confused look on his face. Like he has no idea what he's witnessing right now. <laughs> you don't see that every day, do you? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm just gonna take this guy to the jail, okay? Yes, thank you. Put him in the Keep prison. a good Draw guard on him. I don't want this slippery little fellow trying to cause any more mischief. <laughs> Except for perhaps a hanging at the end of a gibbet. Yes. Wait a second. Hold on, Craig. Yeah. I'm going to take my dagger and, and I'm going to go out to his tattoo and I'm going to cut a circle around his tattoo and then I'm going to put a slash across it. <laughs> ah, there you go. And then pour some salt in it. Yeah. Why don't you go show your boss your tattoo? See how he likes you now. Mm. Your next job's going to be digging your own grave. You see, this is called upping the reward. <laughs> 2,000 is an insult. An insult. We're worth at least 10 times that. And as Esmir's carving her knife into this guy's <laughs> forearm, and he's like wincing in pain, right? Tears are rolling down his face. And Lord Craig is looking over at you guys like, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't worry about it. These her. are the good guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and I look over at Lord Craig. I stop, like, in the middle. I'm like, it's called sending a message, Craig. And I look back down, and I keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you just go back to it. Just go back to finishing She's a little it. eccentric. And we, I just look at Craig. I'm like, oh, sorry, Lord. Uh, she kind of does this from time to time. We've learned to accept it. <laughs> Okay, well, don't try to assassinate me and you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> so after you finish carving his arm, uh, Lord Craig signals to the guards, uh, get this Zentarum scum out of here. And they drag him off. Come on, rat kisser. <laughs> and uh, Lord Craig turns back to you. You know, with such a high price on your heads, you should assume that these won't be the last ones who try and collect. Exactly. That's why I was saying there's more of these things in circulation. Aye. After this assassin's locked up, I'll head to the docks and make sure the barges are ready to go. Yeah, and make sure the barges don't have any assassins in them. <laughs> and and make sure the barges... that happens. Make sure the barges have a couple of cots. I'm going to need a nap. All right, so you guys uh, finish up dealing with the assassin mess. And after things calm down you begin to see sunlight uh, creeping in through the window. And you look out and you see the sky beginning to lighten and the river beginning to sparkle. And you look out onto the docks and you see people moving about and working around two river barges. <sighs> so we're gonna be like double exhausted now. No, I'm gonna take a, a, a long rest on the, on the barge. Right, but I guess that's the best way to right do it. Right now, though, we're ex double exhausted. Mm. Well, let's see. I don't think this whole ordeal took too long. Maybe an hour, including the interrogation. And you didn't take watches. You guys just crashed. Mm. Um, and let's just say it happened before dawn. So I'll go ahead and give you guys a long rest. Oh, okay. And we can leave a little late. You know, what are they going to do? Check out. We can ask for a late check leave out. Leave us behind. 
Get the late checkout. Yeah. Talk to the concierge. Where's our continental breakfast? I'll just grab some hard cheese. <laughs> I'm going to take the parchment with the wanted poster of us. Uh-huh. And I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do something where I'm going to get some see-through like material of some sort. I'm going to uh, laminate it. Quote unquote. <laughs> so it's waterproof. <laughs> okay. cool. I'm gonna make a flag. I'm gonna make a flag. Well, parchment is animal skin, so you could sew it into your uh, armor, or you know, into your jacket. No, I'm gonna know. make a flag, and I'm oh, just gonna carry well, you it just around. Mounted on a flag in my yeah. backpack. So the flag, our wanted poster, is gonna be right on yeah. us. <laughs> be like, go ahead. Which one of you assholes wants to make some money? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys can go ahead and prepare your spells and do your morning rituals. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say, say my prayers. Oh, Agma, you're so kind. You're so kind. You blow my mind. Hey, Agma. Oh, Agma. Hey, Agma. Oh, Agma. <laughs> I like that. You know what? That's got a nice ring to it. I see that being a song. <laughs> that tomorrow's oh, prayer could be, I want Agma. <laughs> That's pretty good. You must be kind to I'm gonna roll my Can I roll my portents? <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, baby. Two noise. I'm going to save that for someone special. And then now if I could get a 20, we'll be all set. 13. Mm. Eh. That's that's an iffy one. Cool. That could that's be iffy. good. That could if be good. If you got bonuses. Yeah. 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 And you then, know, that's all I need to hit usually with a plus seven. That's 20. Guys, do you think it's a good day to roll a six? I think it's yeah, a good day let's to do roll it. a six. Okay. Although I have a feeling it's going to be wheezy because it's always wheezy. So you're doing this right here in the room? No, I'm going to go out into the um, courtyard outside <laughs> of the hotel room. Okay. <laughs> so on the way down through the inn, after you know we wake up, I'm going to ask the barkeep if I could get a small cask of pickles, because I want to, you know, sit on the barge on the on the cask and just you know be eating pickles. <laughs> nice crunch. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's uh he's more than happy to, to sell you some pickles. Throw a couple coppers at him. And then oh, also Esmir. Esmir's gonna, um, she's gonna have some of her chalk. She's gonna start tagging places when she goes, and she's gonna draw a pickle with a halo on it. Mm. And that's gonna be her tag. Okay. Mm. The pickle god. The pickle god is Lord, starting. Lord Pickles. The Lord Pickles. Lord Pickles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is your ludicrous religion, right? <laughs> yeah. Blessed yeah. be the pickle. Ludiocracy. Yes. Blessed be the pickle. May the Lord may the jar open. Yeah, it's gonna be my religion. May the jar open. May the I, jar I believe open. I believe Agma can help you with that. Yeah, let me give you guidance. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Esmir's gonna roll her bag of tricks now. If anybody wants to see who's gonna be, I stand up from my cask, pickle in hand. I think it's gonna be Wheezy. Okay, guys, here goes. And poof. Six, three. Ah. Squeaky, squeaky. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> Scratch him on the head. 
She picks him up and she spins around in a circle. I love you so much, bitch, bitch. You missed some fun last night. Oh, we had so much fun. Your little your little buddy Whiskers was very productive. Yes, he got some he got into action. Alright, so by the time you guys get to the docks, your horses and carts are already secured onto the barges, and many of the Jolkanites are already boarding, and you learn uh, that not all of them are coming, that some of them are actually staying here and succumber with relatives. Okay. Later, Barry. See you later, Ted. You too, Susan. Susan and, and Kate. Kate. Have a good one. <laughs> And we're taking Bucephalus with us, too. (laughs) Of course. Yes, for sure. And as you guys uh, step onto the barge, uh, Jack says, Hey, did did I ever tell you guys how much I hate boats? Oh, (laughs) you'll have so much fun. There's nothing like a good boat ride. Get on board. I always thought dwarves were legendary for their fondness of the water. (laughs) As we get on the barge... You know, I imagine the crew is out there. Yeah, there's some crew members about preparing to shove off. So Esmir's gonna, Esmir's gonna be wa- walking past all the crew members, kind of with their hands behind her back. <laughs> She's gonna be giving everybody the up and down. She's gonna be giving everybody the up and down. And she's gonna be looking at their hands. At their tattoos. See if they got any funny tattoos. So in other words, sleeves up. <laughs> I just want to let you know that this barge ride should be uneventful. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Drill Sergeant Esmir. <laughs> so the barges are pushed from the dock and the gathered succumberites wave goodbye. And Sir Craig says, I'll send a raven to Jolkin to tell of your arrival and good luck and thank you for all you've done. And remember, you're always welcome in Succumber. You're welcome. Hi. One day we'll return and eat once more at the Sticky Pickle. But for now, it's goodbye. Crunch as he hits, as he takes a bite <laughs> yes, out of I a pickle. Yes, I take a bite. Of <laughs> 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 one of your gherkins. Mmm. <laughs> Sour. Come for the pickles. Stay for the near-death experience. (laughs) (laughs) So you push off and the uh, drivers with the long poles uh, guide the barge out to the uh, middle of the river and you catch the current and begin floating west as the sun rises behind you. Its warm light dances across the river as it ripples and it looks like it's gonna be a very pleasant day. And if all goes well, you should be in Jolkin by nightfall. If all goes well. Aye, but of course we keep an eye on the tree line as we pass. Yeah, exactly. Great place for an arrow ambush. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Apocalypse Now comes to mind, even though that that won't be created for hundreds of years, you'll say. What is this uh, Apocalypse Now you speak of? I don't know, but I'd like to one day maybe invent some sauces. I would love to be a saucier. Like chef. <laughs> so I wanna <laughs> I wanna go and I wanna talk to the captain. Okay. 
who's like driving driving the barge, right? And I want to kind of like say, "Hey, buddy," you know, and and uh, talk to him, like see if he's ever actually sailed with a sailboat, and not just barges, and just talk to him, you know, about the water, being on the water. Okay, swapping tips. Yeah. And sailing stories. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Because cool. you know the sea captains always like it when the passengers come and talk in their ear the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but we we share a lot in common, so. <laughs> I'm not going to micromanage him. I just want to say <laughs> hi. Thank him for the ride. Okay, so uh, uh, Jake's at the back of the barge talking to the captain about life on the water. Uh, what are the rest of you doing as you uh, float down the Delambier? I'm just going to keep my eyes peeled for anything that might happen. I'm just really paranoid because of the events of the previous evening and not entirely convinced that there might not have been more of them out there we didn't see. Right. And there might be some hidden to ambush us on this. Whole... So I, uh, every once in a while, I, I just, I'm sitting there on the, on the, on the cask every once with my pickle. And I just sort of like start, stand up and look around, check the horizon, take another bite of the pickle, sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be getting sleep for a while. I'm going to have Liam Burnside and Mags come over and I'm going to teach him how to make, uh, some jewelry, with my jeweler's kit. Okay. And we're going to make, like, matching pendants for the three of us. Cool. And I'm going to come up and ask them. I'm just going to kind of, like, peek my head in, you know. Would anybody like to come and join the book club? I'm gathering the other crew members and stuff. (laughs) Or do you want to stay here and make cool jewelry with me? And then I just turn around and walk away. You'll feel you'll feel free to join if if you so choose. And then I just walk away, you know, like all excited to go and gather people for my book club. <laughs> cool. Jewelry making with the wizard, or reading books with the uh, cleric. You guys pick. It's fine. And then I look back over my shoulder. I heard that, Esme. You know, knowledge is not such a bad thing. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's see who they choose. Let's roll. Uh, one to three, they stay and make jewelry. Four to six, they go with Jake. Okay. And it's a one. They stay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> they and I just keep walking. Oh, sorry, Jake, but we just started making these bracelets. Yeah, we're making friendship bracelets. We'll join in next time, Jake. Promise. Yeah. Well, if you invent the parchment pincher, it's mine. (laughs) Thomas Edison over there. (laughs) Exactly. Thomas Edison. If you invent this thing, it's mine. See, I did it. All right. So you guys are floating down the river, making jewelry and having book clubs. And it's a beautiful day today to your uh, north. You see some of the tallest peaks of the forlorn hills getting smaller and smaller. And to your west, uh, you can see Mount Illifarn slowly getting bigger and bigger. And all around you on the shores, it's just miles and miles of tall grasses as you drift through the plains of the Delambeer Vale. And Cullen, as you're sitting on your pickle cask, watching the tall grass go by, uh, you know, keeping an eye out for trouble, Jack approaches you and he says, so any uh, theories on who might want you guys dead? It has to be the Red Wizards. They've got the most to gain. We've foiled their plans several times. We have. And now we're bringing word to Daggerford that there may be an attack coming and, you know, 
That kind of warning could spell the difference between defeat and success. Mm. If they get us before we get there, that would be the goal. So I think we're, we might see them sooner than later. Mm. That makes sense. The Red Wizards are a powerful foe. Saz Tam's desire to rule the Sword Coast will never be quenched until it's under his bony thumb. <laughs> I just nod. Mm. Could be someone we don't know. It could be someone we don't know yet, right? It could or be someone, someone we, we know, know, but don't know that they're a bad guy. That's I vote good for that one. Mm. It's always that, that one person, like mm. Mina. So then like, or it could just sure. be the uh, concierge, because you left that stinky cheese in his, the concierge his foyer. The <laughs> cut to a scene. <laughs> cut to a scene in the hotel with some coins being yeah, slid across exactly. the table. Take them out. These guys. He's got the pictures. He drew the pictures. He's like, this, I want these guys. This back. was the finest establishment, and they came in here. <laughs> and now it smells like cheese. <laughs> Can't get that smell out. I knew it was them. I knew it was them. Could be Curran. Mm. Oh, no. Just saying. Why? What's your problem with the Hobbit? The Halfling? Every time we show up, he's the first one there. Hey, guys, <laughs> how's it going? How did he know we were going to be there? He's the exposition guy. That's his job. <laughs> if he didn't show yeah. up, we wouldn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, as you guys are floating along, going through your theories, uh, you begin to see that you're leaving the grassy plains of the Delambir Vale, and you're now entering the foothills of Mount Illifarn on the northern shore, and the lush, thick foliage of the Misty Forest on the southern shore. And this is your first time seeing the Misty Forest, and you can see why it's called that as you look upon a fog that envelops the tree line that's made up of ancient spruce trees. And you watch as several red deer emerge from the fog and make their way down to the river for a drink. And as you're watching this scene, uh, Jick comes up to you guys and he says, Ah, the Misty Forest, Kingdom of Melandrek, and the last bastion of elves that did not participate in the retreat to Evermeet. Those that stayed behind isolated themselves within the forest and fiercely protected from outsiders. But if you can earn their respect, you'll never find more loyal and trustworthy friends. And they make the most excellent mead and honey wine. So, Jack, tell me, have ye had personal experience with these elves? Have they ever treated with you? Yes, yes, Sir Istival and myself met him at a gathering of the Council of Waterdeep years ago. Uh, he was nice enough, though uh, he was a cautious elf. Took him a long time to make a decision. But I guess that can be said of most elves. Hmm. I wonder if they could be counted on as an ally should the worst come to Daggerford. Hmm. They might. Depends on what the threat is, I suppose. Of course, by the time King Melendrick decides what to do, it could be over. (laughs) And as you guys are floating by the misty forest, you all kind of get the feeling like you're being watched. Esmer's going to wave like a queen at the trees. I'm going to take a big bite of my pickle. Crunch! And then I'm going to hold the pickle up. Just kind of wave it. Hey! (laughs) 
And soon, the sun begins to touch the western horizon right in front of you guys. And the sun is just a big orange ball that looks like it's sinking right into the river. Nice. And the entire river is now just sparkling in orange light. And Jack says, well, we should be in Julkin in a couple hours. It's almost ninja time. Yeah. And soon, darkness falls on the Delambia River. The first stars begin to twinkle above, and as the barge makes its way around a bend, you see the palisades of Julkin on the northern shore. Mount Ilifar now towers over the village, its silhouette rising up into the darkening sky. And you see torches moving about the palisades and docks. And as you near, you hear voices carry across the water. They're here, prepare for the barges. And then you see, standing on the dock, is Kelson, and next to him are Sir Ken and Sir Jeff. Nice, nice, it's a reunion, boys. I see you got the message. And Sir Ken says, yes, yes, we received Lord Craig's message. Welcome back. It's good to see your faces. This is fantastic. How are you, boys? We're doing fine. Here, here. Try one of these pickles. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the uh, barges get tied up, and you guys make your way up onto the dock. All right, I'm going to go high-five Kelson. What's up, Kelsey? (laughs) (laughs) He bends down to give you a high-five. Come on. Welcome back to Jilkin. It looks like you found some of the missing villagers. Yes. And they have returned to their homestead. That's wonderful. It's fantastic. (laughs) And then he nods at Jack. And I see your mission was a success. Welcome back, Jack. Well, thank you, Kelson. It's good to be back. Thank thank Agma that we arrived when we did. I feared Jack wouldn't be standing here had we been a jot later. Well, I never had any doubts. You guys are an amazing group of adventurers. Speaking of which, where's Elric? Oh, boy. Oh. Hi, he fell. So, Kelson, we got we got bad news. We got more bad news. And then we got just a tad bit more bad news. Hmm. Well, let's get off the dock and talk then. We can uh, sit and discuss further. After receiving a word from Lord Craig, we prepared food for your arrival. Oh, excellent. And we would like something that does not have any pickles or any sort of uh, pickled items. Bring the lady a bowl of green leaves. Yeah. All right, so you guys make your way off the dock, and you see that Sir Ken and Sir Jeff, um, they're like instructing people to stable your horses and unload your cart and to help the Jolkanites. Uh, they're making sure everything is you know, being done in an orderly fashion. And as you make your way into the village, uh, you see many familiar faces of the refugees and workers uh, that you guys, you know, escorted here just over a 10 day ago. And you see that these people are helping the Jolkanites off the barges and they're either escorting them to their homes or to the main square uh, where you see a bonfire and tables set up uh, with food uh, for you guys and the returning villagers. And everyone is, uh, you know, welcoming them or uh, comforting them somehow because for the Jolkanites, you know, returning home has reopened wounds, right? Uh, Because most of the villagers are still missing or dead. 
right? So it's not really, you know, like a happy gathering or a party. Uh, it's much more somber than joyous. Yeah. And Kelson says, it's amazing that you guys found the missing villagers, but there's so few of them. What happened to the rest? Oh, Kelsey, they had it real bad. They were being used as slaves and made to mine ore so they could make their stupid weapons. We found some graves too, some uh, burn pits and yes. mass graves. So I have a feeling that there's probably four score that are not going to return. Unfortunately. They ended up food for spiders. Ugh, that's horrible. Yeah, and I think they, the people we brought back said they saw other people, there's more survivors, but they were probably taken somewhere else to be slaves. Exactly. I, they were led off into the forlorn hills. It's all that we found so far. Let's just say so far. I'm sure there's more out there doing the unfortunate work of the devil, but we will free them as well as soon as possible. Aye. Yeah, Kelsey. So you guys grab some food and you sit down at a table by the uh, by the bonfire. And Kelson says, so you said you had more bad news. Tell me, what happened to Elric? Well, a fiend from hell, a devil that claimed to be in league with the Dugar priest. Wait, he, hold on. You gotta rewind. He drug him to hell. You gotta rewind. Hold on. How's he supposed to know what the hell that means? I just wanted to give the Cliff Notes version first. First of all, we killed a night hag in a spooky house. But that it's had nothing to do story. with... <laughs> yes, it does! Oh my god, that's the main plot point. I'm just saying, you know, he doesn't know about that. <laughs> okay, but she had the sack that released Ulrich. Ah, uh, yes. But then we gotta you explain guys. to him the whole Beck history of night Yes, we do. He got dragged to hell. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we, it's a long story, but we killed a night hag and she had this little sack on her pouch. And she was definitely recognizing Elric. She had something to do with Elric's past. Huh. And then this is the part that gets really crazy. We were fighting the guys in Harpshield Castle and an arrow hit that pouch. And all of a sudden, Elric was taken over by Ulrich, who you probably know. Do you know that guy? I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> Ulrich? He was the the Duke of Dagger... The Duke of... Or the whatever of wherever uh, that place He was Lord is. of Albion at one Lord time. Lord of Albion? Perhaps hundreds of years ago. Yeah, you know, I don't know much about Cormir, except for, you know, that Sir Istival's from there. Okay. Well, anywho... Well, was, just to be he, specific, his soul, this guy's, this this other guy, his soul was in a leather sack, which was made from his own skin. Right. That's a whole other thing. And when it got <laughs> pierced and destroyed, the soul was released and it, it possessed him. Elric was put in the back where he couldn't speak to us anymore, buried in his own mind. And then he went to hell? How did he get to hell? Well, there was this devil, you see. When we were in... Fireham hold. We went into this room, and the demon recognized Ulrich, and he knew. He knew he was old his soul, so he took him bodily into hell. To one of those layers. We must rescue him. If we could find some way 
to get to hell, you know, and still be alive. Well, that is quite a tragic turn of events. But if poor Elric's still alive, then there is still hope. But how to get to the Nine Hells, well, that's a subject for wiser minds than my own. I suggest you speak with Lord Flotion when you return to Daggerford. Yes. So you mentioned fiends. Were there any red wizards there? Dude. After a fashion, but not really. There was one evil priest with a wacky, wiggly wonder beard. <laughs> it seems that we are right on their tail. Mm. Yes, but there was door. It was overtaken by Dorgar, and their boss was a half fiend devil. He was a devil baby. <laughs> so it seems you've proven your theory that fiends are somehow involved. But did you discover anything about, you know, what they're planning to do? We think they might be they might be preparing a siege of Daggerford. What? They were building they were building ladders. Ladders, ladders yes, and they weapons. want to we believe that they are siege ladders for the only walled city around here, Daggerford. So we have to make haste back there and warn the villagers and try to defend that spot. But we must first deploy ourselves to go and stop it outside of the area, you see. <laughs> What? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I think he's trying to say a preemptive strike, you know. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> Ginkgo's not working. <laughs> well, well, I know uh, I know. Sir Istival is eager for your return, and he's also finally received word from Hadar. Oh, oh yeah. Hadar. I remember him. He's a fine man. Yes, it seems that Hadar's mission north was successful and he is returning with vital information and is bringing something with him that will aid us in the fight against the Red Wizards. Oh, ah, here, here. Nice. Sir Estival expects him in Daggerford within a ten-day. Nice. I hope he doesn't go missing. Looking after Sir Estival's friends is becoming a hard job. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, well, Sir Estival will be very happy to see you, Jack. And uh, Jack raises his tankard and I'll be happy to see his ugly mug. <laughs> and I think I'm done chasing ghosts for a while. Oh, and guess what else, Kelson? There's more? We figured out what the bloke is. Shh, keep it on the down low. You mean that brick that Jack was so interested in? Yeah. And then I like whisper in his ear and I go, Isn't that cool? That's amazing. <laughs> and you know where it is right now? Uh, I point directly to uh, Cullen's crotch. <laughs> it's right in there. I keep it safe with the family jewels. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Okay. <laughs> oh, especially don't tell the Duke or whatever his name is. Oh, don't worry. Your secret's safe with me. I won't be telling anyone what's in your crotch. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, Kelsey, I'll explain later. But can you get a couple couple of your ranger friends to kind of do a little perimeter lookout while we're hanging out here? It's a long story, but there's some assassins that want to kill us. What? What do you mean, assassins? I could, I could, I could tell you a way to make the story real quick. Show him that uh, parchment there. Look, and I show him the 
I show him the parchment. And he looks it over. Ah, the Zentarum. Ah, yes. Yeah. It really ruined my night's sleep. And I got some thorns in me feet. Mm. Well, their boss is Tithos. Zenthos? Zenthos? Tithos. 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 T-I-T-H-O-S. Tithos. 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 That's how I say it. Well, they're definitely not sparing any expense to take you out. Yeah, what's up with that, Kelson? Well, someone really wants you dead. Mm. I'll definitely beef up the patrols. But as you can see, security has been our number one priority since we arrived. Until we stop the Red Wizards, we're not letting our guard down. Ah, good thinking. And you guys take a look around, and you see that, well, first the hole in the wall's been repaired, right? And you see that all the towers are manned, and you see plenty of guards patrolling the ramparts. Cool. You guys did a nice job here, Kelsey. Yes, yes, we've made a lot of progress. And more caravans from Daggerford have arrived with supplies and people. We even got the mill back up and running. Uh, cool. But there's still much to do before Jolkin's back to normal. Hmm. I would like to sit. I would like to go and sit next to um, uh, Liam and Mags, okay. and ask them. You know, now that you're back in your home, uh, what do you plan to do? Are you going to rebuild here? Are you going to move on? Are you happy to be home? What do you? What's your plan? Liam's like, well, I think I'll just take it day by day and help out wherever I can and try to you know, help the village get back to normal and help some of the survivors get back on their feet. And Mag says, well, I'll probably go back to the mill and, you know, focus on making sure we're ready for winter. Mm. I think somebody should go and cut that priest down from the bridge. <laughs> He's been hanging there for quite a few days. I'm pretty sure that's one of the first thing they did was bury people. There's still just bodies laying around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, sit around some more and tell Kelson more about what happened in Firehammer Hold. And he says, well... Sir Istival needs to hear about all this as soon as possible. If you take the barge at first light, you should be in Daggerford by nightfall. So we should probably turn in for the night. There are some spare beds at the inn, and I'll have uh, Sir Ken post some guards outside. No, we're, aren't we going to go have a sleepover in the grove, guys? So you're familiar with the dryad who lives in the grove? Yeah, uh, yes. Isn't she one of your ex-girlfriends or something? Oh, no. Elven blood flows through my veins, so her charms have no sway on me. I must be getting my stories. I agree with Esmir. Let's have a sleepover in the grove. Um, I don't want to go to the grove. No? I just want to sleep here. Well, if we don't, we should go see her tonight, so then we can just head back to Daggerford. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I guess we could visit and then, but the thing is... Go have a sleepover. Well, why sleep on the ground in the woods when we could sleep? Well, you've slept there before, and you've found it to be quite comfy. It's totally okay. comfy. There's a little woodland creatures around. It's snuggle up next to you, and it's just fun. Aye, all right. Well, it'd definitely be hard to sneak up on you. We definitely know we won't get killed by assassins in Oifenian's Grove. Yeah. All right, so we're going to Oifenian's. Is that the plan? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sleepover. Sleepover time, guys. Pack your stuff. 
Okay. On the way to Oifinian's Grove. Spend the night. I don't want to impose upon her gener- her hospitality too much more. Well, I she think- loves you guys. Oh, great. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we just brought a bunch of Jolkanites back, so, you know, she's probably going to be happy about that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. When we, when, we, when we get ready to leave to go to Oifingen's Grove, Esmir's going to be like, Kelsey, come here, man. Check this out. Yes, Esmir. What is it? Uh, Esmir's going to flip her harp out from the back. She's going to swing it to the front. She's like, I figured out how to play this thing, buddy. Oh, that's that's great. Good for you. Yeah. And check this out. And then she's going to, um, she's going to go, I want to fly like an eagle. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then she's going to strum it and she's going to start flying away. Kelson jumps back surprised. Whoa. <laughs> to the sea, fly like an eagle. <laughs> I had no idea she can even do that. Yeah. <laughs> she knows all the chords. That's wonderful. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then I start I walking around. Like I start eagle. walking around. Arms for the bard. Arms for the bard. <laughs> <laughs> Your timing is just impeccable, Jake. <laughs> All these people are coming home. Yeah, they're broke. Wait, we gave them. We gave them. Oh yeah, you you gave them a bunch of gold and argued about it. Now you're asking for it back. (laughs) Well, Agma needs their arms. Agma needs their arms, and so does the bot. (laughs) So I am waving. I'm waving to Kelson as I fly away, blowing him kisses. So you're gonna just fly off to Oifanian's Grove? Yeah. Okay, so you guys watch as uh, Esmir flies up and over the wall yeah. and into the night sky. And I'm singing. I'm going to fly and I look like at Cullen. an eagle. I look at Cullen and I'm saying, this sucks. <laughs> we have to hoof it. Walking's for the birds. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so the party is almost back to Daggerford. What's happened since they left, and what's next in their uh, quest to stop the scourge of the Sword Coast? Well, what we do know is that their heroic activities have upset the bad guys enough to hire assassins. Now, I knew I was going to use these assassins for a while, and I knew the Sticky Pickle was going to be where it happened. And I also knew that they would want to interrogate them, right? Because when assassins come after you, the first thing you want to know is who sent them or, you know, who hired them. So what I do to prepare for situations like this or even for any bad guys or, you know, groups of bad guys like in a dungeon is I make a list of what they know. And sometimes I break that list up into categories of uh, what they'll divulge depending on how good the uh, how good the players roll. So the better the players roll, the more uh, you know information they'll learn. But of course, this list is only populated with things I want the players to learn. Right? I never want to give them information that will um, ruin the story or ruin a surprise. Um, so it doesn't matter what they roll, the assassins are never going to tell the players who hired them. A, it will ruin the mystery, 
And B, uh, we would miss out on listening to them come up with all their uh, theories and uh, speculations on who they think hired them, which as a GM is fun to listen to. Uh, you just have to, you know, have a good poker face. Um, so knowing that, I still wanted them to feel that they learned something. So I thought this would be a good time for the players to learn about the criminal network uh, called the Zentarum. And this new element adds uh, uh, more to the mystery, and it will add more tension uh, because now there's an entire criminal network that's uh, been hired to kill them. But of course, uh, when it was time for them to learn this new information, uh, they all blew their history and intimidation checks. They all rolled complete crap. Uh, so as a GM, you know, what do you do when it comes to uh, you know, information you want the players to know or that they need to know, you know, because I don't want to say, oh, well, I guess you don't learn anything because then it feels like they failed. And I don't want to just tell them anyway, even though, uh, you know, even after their bad roles, you know, well, you blew your roles, but I guess I'll tell you anyway, because then it feels like, you know, a consolation prize. Uh, plus, it's an unnatural way of learning things. Um you know, it's kind of like you're breaking the fourth wall in a movie, right? Where the director, you know, walks onto the screen and tells the actors something they should know. Uh, so in this encounter, um, I had a backup plan uh, to get the information to the players, and that was Jack. Um, NPCs are always a great way to dump uh, info onto players because, you know, it feels natural. And it was made even better because Esmir actually asked Jack after they blew all the rolls. Um, it actually happened twice. Uh, so yeah, that, that's always a fun challenge for me, uh, is figuring out how the players learn new information in a way that's, uh, you know, not just me telling them things, you know, uh, it's just spouting stuff, just talking all the time, but in a way that feels natural and in a way that makes them feel like they learned it, right? They figured it out. And now I'm going to tell you uh, to go to RollRadio.com for more information that you need to know, uh, like checking out uh, Jake's journals and a link to our Patreon page so you can help support the show and get access to bonus content and lots and lots of outtakes, and a link to Sirenscape.com where I get all the in-game music and sound effects so you can get your players in the right mood for adventure. And while you're at it, head over to FanRollDice.com for some sweet RPG dice and accessories. Use the uh, code ROLLRADIO, all caps, uh, to get 10% off your purchase. All right, thanks again for listening, guys. And tune in next time for a sleepover at Oifenjens. And you know what always happens after a night in the Grove? Magic loot.